0: On Thursday, April 27th, a black
1: trans man named Banco Brown was murdered by a Walgreens security guard. The community is outraged and demanding justice, but San Francisco District Attorney Brooke Jenkins announced yesterday she is not going to press charges in the case. Here to discuss is Julia Arroyo, the, co-exec- Arroyo, excuse me, the co-executive director of the Young Women's Freedom Center. Good morning, Julia.
2: Good morning.
1: Julia, first, I am so sorry. I am so deeply sorry for yeah. your loss. I'm so sorry. Um, I always uh, start with the humanity of the person that has been stolen from us, right? Banco is yeah. so much more than this incident. I know that he had a long relationship with the Young Women's Freedom Center, and I wonder if you could just tell us about Banco.
2: Yeah, so I just wanted to um, acknowledge that it's been about um, six days since uh, Benko was taken from us. But prior, prior to that, you know, he was um, a community organizer at the and an activist at Young Women's Freedom Center and to many other organizations. He, like, repped a lot of organizations. And um, he just was a really beautiful spirit that had just took us all on this love journey and he always had little ones surrounding him. And he lobbied or he went up to the Capitol to work on different legislation, policy. Um, he had a, a life mission purpose to be able to find um, what home was for uh, trans people and trans youth. And he contributed to a lot of decision-making tables on um, what folks, uh, what it was like to be um, uh, Black trans man growing up in San Francisco, and to what know what safe housing was.
1: Julia, what do we know about the events that took place on thursday, april twenty seventh?
2: So what so what we do know is that um, a life was taken from us, and the just the, 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 there's just no justification for it. There's no justification that. You know, um, Walgreens has hired armed security guards, um, and they're using deadly force for really just folks that are navigating um, the wealth gap inside of San Francisco and the Bay Area. And when you know, and so um, yeah, it's it's been completely just we're completely disappointed, not surprised. By the DA's um, decision, um, we we want them to be able to release the tapes. But at the end of the day, you know what we're fighting for—what exactly what Benko was fighting for—was was, was housing.
1: And I want to be really clear: like, I don't, I don't, I don't care what Benko did, if, if what you know what or, or yeah. didn't do, right? The, 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 yeah. To your point, nothing justified. Yeah. What happened to him? I do think it's important to to bring up the fact that the witnesses said that Benko did not have a weapon in his hand. He had a receipt, right? That yeah. that multiple witnesses have said that. But even even if, and and this is actually his murder got me to thinking, right? Like we yeah. we all could have seen this coming. When we look at what has been happening, the narrative from stores like Walgreens and and Target and and CVS, right, claiming um, that San Francisco is dangerous, criminalizing black and brown young people, and I, I was shocked that it is legal for these stores to hire armed security guards to deal with shoplifting shoplifting is proper or property crimes what is the law that makes it legal for there to be armed security guards that have the right to shoot and kill our community members based on what they think right we know that police officers get it wrong so often these are security guards what what is the law that allowed this to happen well
2: i mean that that's the question right now that what is the law that's Allowing this to happen because it's um, it's it's it should not be that way, and so that's what we're trying to draft up right now with um, some other partners is just how we can get immediately. Like we want Wal- Walgreens, period, to be held accountable. You know that was a place that for for what I'm learning and understanding that a lot of trans community um, thought was a safe place for them, and it and now it is no longer that. They have proved to the community that that is no longer a safe place, and so we definitely want to hold Walgreens accountable for for the actions. We want the uh, removal of firearms from security guards, and then we also want um, any type of security guards that are going to exist that they have at least 48 hours of de-escalation training. I mean, these are starts. These are like Band-Aid solutions, but these are really just starts immediately that need to happen.
1: Leah, I'm wondering if you can put the murder of Banco into the larger context of how dangerous it is to be young, black, trans walking the streets of San Francisco on a daily basis.
2: Oh, gosh. You know, um, it is it is an experience. It is an experience that um, requires folks to have constant stress, trauma every day of their person, every day of their lives. You know, even me walking into a store with a young person or even myself, too, but uh, just, just focusing on their experience, I see that they're... Um, that they're over policed, that they're profiled that that actually there is racism that is existing, and it doesn 't matter. People are upholding racist values and transphobia, and folks are asked to just tolerate and take it on a daily basis and it 's almost like like the soda the soda bottle, you know like oh there's only so much that you can take. And I just, yeah, there's um young people have to fight to even exist in this city.
1: So Brooke Jenkins has said that she's not gonna press charges. I'm wondering about a pathway to accountability or justice for community for Bancos family outside of the criminal legal system.
2: Yeah. So right now, um we we're supporting the family to on their journey to transition their child you know there's um i think that is the main goal right now and they're devastated they're devastated by the ruling and i think that it's it's very complex of like that we don't want to feed this beast of the incarceral system and yet we just need to have some more of like the details so then you know um it may not be an immediate thing at this point but we're hoping to that there will be some form of there has to be some form of accountability at at least this person has to be um automatically dearmed this person should not be able to carry a firearm um this person should not be able to be a security guard this person like that's like some of the immediate things that i know um if you know, that they should be, um, automatically some of these things should be. And so, yeah, I mean, like, those are some of the things that, um, we have been talking about with the family, like in the community that at the least this person should not have a job doing this.
1: Last year, I believe it was Mayor Breed, gave a lot of lip service to needing to protect trans youth, trans youth of color in the city of mm-hmm. San Francisco. Have you heard, has the family heard, has has Mayor Breed said anything about the tragic murder of Banco Brown? Uh, and, and if not her, what about anybody of the Board of Supervisors? How is the city responding, if at all?
2: Yeah, so I, I haven't got any contact from Mayor London Breed. Um, it, it was told to me that she... Um, One of the things that she came into office with was that she was gonna eradicate homelessness for um, trans people in San Francisco. And I personally am saying that I sat at tables, Chink checked in with me daily about, i would made my phone calls, I, I followed the steps. I'm just letting you know he would make his list of the places that he was contacting. He was not given housing. He was not. That is not true. It's it's just not the truth. And so the auntie's also not the only person either. Like that is something that he's struggling with, that folks were struggling with, and and also people are working too. People have jobs and they are not able to afford the to live here. Like Banko made all the efforts, and I see like Banko's only one person that from that represents so many people you know like that's the thing like we went to the board of supervisors yesterday and I watched so many young people grieve I'm grieving myself but seeing those young folks like grieving their loved one that shared a similar struggle to them and even for folks that didn't know Banco they knew they knew that struggle they knew that daily struggle that he was experiencing and so you know like it's it's unacceptable and you know i i'm doing my best to make the conversations and everything so uh because they want answers
1: they, they're grieving. They want answers. They're also, right, banding together and demanding justice. Um, one of the organizers from my other organization went to the vigil and said there were more Black people gathered there at one place in San Francisco than she had seen in a long time. And yesterday, right, there was really a demand for young people's voices to be heard. If you could talk a little bit about what happened at the Board of Supervisors meeting and then tell us how folks can support the ongoing organizing to demand justice for Benko.
2: So there was a a number of asks there. So the Young Women's Freedom Center is asking a demand on like immediate like housing for for trans for trans young people that are navigating San Francisco, and also to de- demand accountability that Walgreens be held accountable, the um, and to not use the uh, use the force of uh, firearms. However, the Board of Supervisors has not come to any conclusion. Yesterday was only them listening to to everyone. They couldn't deny everybody that showed up there um, last night. And I wanted to just make a comment that on um, Friday night, there was a vigil, right? And I had seen real San Francisco. You know, I'm hurt a little bit when folks say that there's no more Black people in San Francisco. There are people that live... I don't... I believe that is an erasure of the folks that actually live here every day, and I understand that, that um, the demographics of what San Francisco looks like. But you know, I'm come. I, I live in Bayview Hunters Point. You know, I live in a, a beautiful Black community that gets up every day, and there's faith-based, there's a community-based organization, I, and that's truly who Banco was part of too. And, you know, when, when the visual happens on Friday night, I've seen a beautiful gathering of folks deeply grieving and trying to make sense, but also that they knew this is, this is what happens. This is what happens here. And if I could just say on that beautiful day, so beautiful night, so peaceful, that Walgreens actually called the police that day. And they said, and they lied and said that the young people were banging on the windows and trying to get it. And that was, that was the absolute lie. The whole thing was being recorded. And there that, that was just, just goes to show that how racism really happens, that back, black people cannot even mm-hmm. gather and be able to mourn, grieve, or even be in celebration or joy without um, people, it's racism coming out and it becoming like a threat for folks. Like it's just purely has disgusted me. I'm just like outraged.
1: That, that yeah, that that outrages me as well. So you engaged it, right? Your, your, your employee engaged in this horrific act of violence against this young black youth and then you called the most violent entity in the world to deal with black folks responding to your violence? Like that's what happens? Yes. That's your choice in this moment? That is deeply concerning. All right, Julia, well, we are holding you and and holding your young people and, of course, standing in solidarity and welcome you back on this show. We will continue to track this case and happy to uplift your demands for justice whenever it makes sense in your your work.
2: Thank you for continuing Benko's legacy and putting his story out here. I know the family's just, and, and the community, all the family that Benko had is just, truly grateful and at the end of the day i get to i get to talk with them and you know they they just had no idea the impact that benko had on this world so yeah.
1: oh one, one last thing Julie, is there a GoFundMe fund or, or a way to to send support or funds to the family
2: yes there is a GoFundMe page it's under um benko brown okay and so we can right, support we'll him that. to make this celebration of his life
1: Okay, we will uh, include that in the archived version of this
0: show. Julia, thank
1: you so much for coming on the air.
0: Thank you. You've been listening to Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive.